Good afternoon. That was an amazing... If you could have seen the physical... <laughs> what do they call it? Churning it's, it's butter? Churning butter type. It's almost like you're fighting one of those... those oh, speed bag. Yeah, speed bag. There he, you go. He speed bagged. I was like, good Yeah, afternoon. it was pretty amazing. So, hey, everybody, what's up? <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty well today. How are you doing today? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. We have a, a very special guest in the studio with us today oh, oh. who's actually just here as an observer, but... Because she's one of my favorite humans that exists in the whole entire world, I figured I'd just put her on the spot real quick and have her say hello. Hi. It's my Aww. daughter Stella, who's an epic human being. Super wonderful. She's person. just in here hanging out for our first uh, for the first podcast she has witnessed. Yes. Um, as we flow through. So here we go. Yeah. So today Go first, man. I'm gonna start off with Psalms 33. And we're gonna start at verse 13. The Lord looks from heaven, he sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our hearts shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us, just as we hope in you. And I was scrolling through, looking for some verses to read. Um, and that one, just it, it's nice. I've been realizing, I've been listening, I've been finding a lot of verses that really like have given me a lot of peace recently. Mm. And just reassurance. Yeah. Because I'm at a place where I'm continually stretching forth myself and yeah. doing more and more things that I've never done before really yeah. um, and it's fun and I enjoy it but at the same time you still have I'm trying to get rid of those doubts and those fears he fashions their hearts individually that's yeah. what stood out to me um, I'm someone who's very much I love to talk about the individual like the human society and the people as an individual um, but to hear that God has fashioned your heart individually we may have the same idea or the same concept of things, but individually in our hearts, we have just differences yeah. that are going to make us better at doing Strategic something. Strategic and on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. But it's like puzzle pieces. If I'm yeah. trying to be the same puzzle piece you are, we can't complete the puzzle. 100%. Um, and to know that like the Father has loved you enough to just give you, to give you all these little things that make you intricate and different and mm-hmm. like super, super you um, makes yeah. me really, it just flows a great peace within me. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with my uncle yesterday and we had kind of a conversation going over this. Um, and he was telling me about different things in my life and I was like, these are some of the things I want to do. And he's like, you got to do it because no one else has your experience to tell these stories or to tell the people, this is how I see things. Yeah. Because my perspective can help someone else either pick up their perspective or change their idea or help them or inform them in such a way that they they pick up whatever they want to do, or they pick up mm. this idea that helps them go forward to help other people. Um, and it's, mm. that's something that is just giving me a lot of peace recently to know that I, I have this ability to reach other people in such a way that it can get them going and driven. Yeah. yeah. And we're all fashioned in some sort of way. Yeah. And, you know, I think a big part that st- stuck out to me was was 
when you read that particular scripture about him fashioning us individually, how it says we're made in his image, mm-hmm. well, think about how diversely incredible God is for each of us individually to be made in his mm-hmm. image. Mm-hmm. And in that, all of us still being different. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that kind of lends itself to a revelation of his greatness and just how great he is because if we can really focus in on how great he is it's just mind-blowing it kind of just pauses us in in our frenetic day of busy you know of Mm -hmm. being somebody that can really just take a moment and think he made me individually and everyone individually and yet we're all made in his image we're little bits of him running around. <laughs> well, you know? one of the things when I was in uh, high school, my youth pastor at the time, he had this great depiction and he was saying, think of someone that has clay. You are the clay. You are part of God. And he, that's, you are his image and he's molding you into what you are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And because you are a piece of him, that's, you're in his image and he's creating you into you. But mm-hmm. you're still that you see what I'm saying? You're yeah. that essence of what you were taken a part of, mm-hmm. but being made into something different, but yet still a part of that thing you came from. Yeah. And I've always had That's that awesome. stayed with me for a long time. Well, and what was time. the, read the very last scripture that you read, if you would. The very last one. Yeah. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us, just as we hope in you. Yes. That last part, that every single thing that we want from him is... As we hope in you. Mm. I think that's a big thing he's been dealing with me on. All the work, all the busy, all the being an individual, being me, right? <laughs> Doing me, do you. <laughs> you, like, do you. Like we talked about another one. Um, all of it flows and all of it is captured as we hope in him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Man, it is. It really it's, is. It's, it's just this knowledge of peace. It's just peace is something that I think mm. I'm about to, like, I'm stepping into again yeah. in this stage of life. Yeah. And there's been more instances recently where that feeling of peace is like, and it just, yeah. like, washes over me. So when I read scriptures like these and I have conversations with certain people about different things that really, like, enriches my soul, mm-hmm. you just, that peace is just, it's like, hey, man. You good. Yeah. <laughs> you good. Well, and I think a great thing about it, too, is that when we, when we remember that his peace surpasses our understanding, understanding, right, that yeah. our understanding can't know why or how or what. It's just there it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we accept that. And I think that that's part of that big hope thing, as we hope in him. If we hope in him, meaning what we desire, what we really pray for, what we really want to go for is in him, then his peace just floods because he is letting us know beyond what we could even understand, I got you. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> it's super cool. Man, that's awesome. Do you got anything that I did? I do, man. I read again. This last week, I've really been kind of marinating on David and Goliath. Okay. <laughs> nice. And he gave me a couple of really cool little nuggets that uh, that I wanted to share. I, I, I think 
I always growing up dwelt on that story because I'm David, right? And everyone right. always called me, well, aren't you a little wiry little guy? And I always kind of viewed him as like a wiry dude, <laughs> David in the Bible. Um, and so, uh, but as I read it, a couple of things really, really stood out to me that I felt like God was really speaking to me. You know, everybody in Israel knew that there was a battle going on. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the country knew there was a battle going on. That's the first thing he showed me, mm. is that many of us try to hide what we're going through, but everyone knows that there's, there's something, something going, going on. <laughs> Stop yeah. trying to hide your madness. Everyone knows you're jacked up. Mm. Just know that there's a battle going on, and everyone knows it. <laughs> the reason why that's so important is because I felt like God was saying, if you will Stop trying to keep the battle secret. I'll send help. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really good point. Because think about what Jesse did, David's dad, said, bring this lunch to your brothers who are in battle. He knew about the battle. Everyone knew. Mm-hmm. So they could send help. Mm-hmm. So that they knew what was going on in the country and everything that was happening. Man, oh man, oh man, how many of us are hiding what we're going through and we wonder why nobody helps. And I was talking to someone not too long ago and we we were discussing that same thing where you are in a very, you can be in one of the darkest places in the world. People do love you, mm. but everyone's moving. Sometimes you may have to reach out yeah. and be the first person to initiate that, hey, I'm hurting, man. Yeah. It's not... Not to discount, like, oh my gosh, like, ah, but like sometimes, oh, yeah, hundred percent. Sometimes right. you you have to be that person Got because you. we, especially in this day and age, are always trying to be like, look at me, man, yeah. I'm up here flying high, looking look, great, feeling amazing. It's look, mm. I, I've said it for years. Like the social media thing uh, is really making people think uh, that they have to disguise mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, farce book is what we used to, a friend of mine and I used to call Facebook because it's all a farce. There's hardly anything that's true on there that you see, right? right. And now you got IG and Snap and uh, Twitter still doing its thing, right? But a, a lot of it, especially in the IG world, right? It's, uh, I, I, I've always said this for years is uh, IG is just instant gratification mm-hmm. is what that mm-hmm. stands for yeah. to me because all someone wants to do is just put a picture on there so they can get a bunch of likes and they're mm-hmm. instantly gratified. Um, and so now look, I'm all up on all that stuff. So I ain't dogging it out saying I ain't part of it. But you know, it's super strategic uh, in its usage. I don't get any self-worth from any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that one of the biggest things about the battle is that if we are transparent, that's when help comes. Mm-hmm. And then he showed me in this thing, when David shows up, he was just there to help. And the people he went to help were telling him, just cussing him out, telling him to leave. Right. Get out of here, little punk. What, you want more attention? <laughs> yeah. Oh, y'all, you, you can't just go stick your hand up a, a sheep's booty and <laughs> do what you're supposed to be paid to do, right? right? <laughs> so it is very much one of those things that I think that when we are sent to help, let's say we are the ones that are sent to help, mm-hmm. and somebody don't want us, that don't mean we leave. Right. Right. If we know where the problem is, we stick around. We see if we can handle it. Mm-hmm. So many times we run from confrontation. If somebody tries to uh, bow up on us to try to get us to think they're okay, 
uh, dude, I hammer folks like that. Mm-hmm. I literally, I, I know where the problem is and I see what's going on and mm-hmm. I don't leave them alone. Yeah. Now look, that's cost me some friendships, but you know what happened? They ended up getting counseling and fixing that junk. Mm-hmm. Came back to me later saying, man, if you wouldn't have hammered me, I never would have gotten help. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times there is that thing where you show up, people don't want you around, they don't want your help, leave me alone, who are you to say whatever. Look, I'm here to help. It's- I'm here to attack you. That person generally is, you need to step outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like one of the first, it's the first step in AA is yeah. you have to acknowledge that there's a problem before you can get help. That's right. And we don't like to acknowledge when there's something wrong with yeah. us. We really don't. Yeah. Because you're hurting yourself. Right. But in the process of that pain, you can find growth and healing. Exactly. And then you can, you're set free. Exactly. And that's one of the things that he pointed out to me was that if you think about when David showed up, they were telling him to get out of here, get out of here. We can handle this ourselves. We don't need your your little punk buddy here trying to get attention. That's a big deal mm-hmm. for a lot of us that have issues and people come to help. Man, we got to take a step back and say, well, if I could handle it myself, wouldn't it have already been gone? <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. And I think a big thing, too, is that what is so drastically massive to us could be very minute to someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the great thing about help is that, so David shows up, everyone is afraid. It says every time Goliath came to the line and started cussing him and spitting out and just (laughs) calling him out, right? Doing his thing to try to just dog him out. Everyone was afraid. It was massive. It was the biggest thing they've ever seen. Mm -hmm. This big nine foot giant human being. Emphasis on giant. Giant. Who was super skilled warrior giant, not just some like WWE wrestler guy who would he fake pretend in, elbow he would you. Come in, knock you out. Like he, he kill half the people on the battlefield in the whole deal without any like, without a twitch. Go. So here's a very interesting part of it. David shows up and without hesitation says, "Why are you guys letting this goof mm-hmm. talk bad about our God? Mm-hmm. Somebody go kill that dude." Mm-hmm. He had not one twitch in him about this dude's size, about this dude's whatever. And a big thing that God was placing on my heart is the reason why I send people to help is because their view is different from what you are facing. Mm. They view it differently. It's massive to you. It's huge to you. It's embarrassing to you. You don't want anybody to find out. You want them to go away so you can handle it yourself in hopes it'll just go away. You don't have to deal with it. Right. But what if the person that was sent to you was sent to you so they could whoop it for you? Mm. Give you the revelation, give you the different things. And then then he tells me that the aspect of, you know, Saul the king was trying to tell him, oh, where, all right, if you're going to go do this, then, because David was like, look, let me at him. Just yeah. let me at him. Mm-hmm. And the king was like, okay, you put on all my armor because it's the best it's armor the in the best world. In the business. I do, got you, fam. Yeah, solve this problem the way I solve the problem. And the idiocy to that is, you're not solving the problem, you're, goon. Yeah, you're, you're hiding in your tent. And if, in him giving him the tools, quote unquote, right. to solve the problem, right. that's not how David ended up doing it. Nope. What works for him, which wasn't working. Thank you. Which was not working. That's the point. Is someone else can come in and be like, hey, if right. you do it this way, you can probably knock this out. Yeah. With, you know. With this, a and rock this and this. Instead of right. trying to use, you know, swords and arrows. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that rocked me next was that he goes to a stream, 
that's close, right? A river. And the interesting thing is everywhere in the Bible that there's water, it represents the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. right? So he goes in the Holy Spirit and pulls out stones, right? So it struck me this week reading this thing over and over again how they always called Jesus the cornerstone, Mm -hmm. the stone that the builder rejected. Mm -hmm. And he really was speaking to me about how many of us have been trying to use everything else and everyone else's tactics to solve our stuff in our life instead of using the word. Mm -hmm. He will always give us a stone for that particular giant, a word, a verse, some sort of revelation that we can use. Modern day, 2018, (laughs) 2019, 2020, right? He will give us the tools we need out of his word to be able to crush whatever comes. Mm -hmm. But what we've done in this in this day and age is we've got to this weird place now where we have to have some sort of something else. Well, yeah, 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 the Bible. But then I also have this thing from this book, from this person who told me the universe is doing this thing. Okay, stop. (laughs) That's all fine and good for whoever. But you have to understand that you can have one particular answer that God will give you that will crush whatever it is, Mm -hmm. right? So great example. A friend of mine was struggling sleeping. Hasn't been able to sleep in years, seven, eight, nine years. This dude, sleep an hour, wake up for three. Take a nap for 30 minutes, wake up for three more. Go to sleep for 30 minutes. Oh, alarm goes off. Time to go to work. Years, 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 years. He's talking to me about it. I need you to, man, this is ridiculous. I'm taking these meds, taking sleeping pills, not working. Not taking working. NyQuil, not working. Dude, just up. Hmm. So we pray about it, and I get this thought in my mind, and I'm like, dude, there's a scripture in Psalms that you have to read right now. Mm-hmm. So we turn to Psalms, and it's the one where it says, um, though you build the house, you labor in vain, you wake up early, you go to sleep late. Uh, but unless the Lord builds a house, labor is labor in vain, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone that I've ever seen stops right there when they're preaching that or reading that or whatever. But the very next scripture says, God gives sleep to those he loves. Mm-hmm. He read that scripture, started crying. Yeah. He records that scripture on his phone, puts it up all over his house. Nice. We end up looking up. Probably five, I think there was five scriptures we found total. So there was four more scriptures we found mm-hmm. about rest, about peace, about sleep. Mm-hmm. So he gets those, writes them down, puts them on this thing next to his bed, makes little plaques and puts them up around his house, frames them. Mm-hmm. Dude sleeps like a baby every night. Full eight or ten hours now without mm-hmm. twitching. <laughs> there they go. That is the stone for that Goliath. Mm-hmm. If you can realize that the Word of God is still, in 2020, so powerful that the physical world can be moved by it, that He'll give you something to be able to crush whatever is coming against you, you win. You win. He'll literally bring you to the Holy Spirit, right to the stream like David went. He picks up a stone, dude's still talking trash, throws it, kills the guy. And the great thing about this is that he takes out the Goliath's sword, the very thing that he was going to attack with, and cut off his head. Mm-hmm. And that even represents how when Jesus came and the devil tempted him and the devil was using the word of God to tempt Jesus, yes. that sword that the enemy brings 
is a two-edged sword because God's never going to be fooled. Mm-hmm. He's going to make sure that if, even if the word, even if the devil comes to you with some sort of temptation that has to do biblically, God will give you the stones to be able to kill that thing and then give you another scripture to cut off its head. Mm-hmm. You can use it to make sure to end that struggle forever. And that's the great thing. He had stones left for his brothers, right? The Bible says Goliath had four brothers. Mm-hmm. Well, he picked up five stones. He knew the stuff wasn't done yet, yeah. right? And then later in David's reign, if you think about it, God gives him these massive beasts of men called the mighty men of valor, yeah. who one dude killing 2,000 men in a battle, another dude 500 in one deal with a jawbone of a dead donkey, right? <laughs> like... Anytime you will use the word to defeat something, God will then reward you and bless you and give you something that will even trump the thing that was fighting you. Mm-hmm. And that, it's that, the thought, what was it? Tenfold. Like you always, God oh, is a person of like, yeah, this is what you want. Got it. Here You're doing go. it right. Here's 10 more of whatever. Yeah. Like we're going to triple whatever. We're going to double. We're going to make sure yeah. that you are taken care of with this. That way you can keep going and move forward. Yeah. Because we are not supposed to be people of stagnation. That's Once right. Once we get to the finish line in terms of like little things in our lives, it's not like, oh, I'm done with this now. Woo. Right. That's the end of that chapter. Right. No. That's that's the end of maybe that sentence. Yeah. And then we're going to keep going and, keep, and going. keep building and keep building and crushing things and taking yeah, things out yeah, of our yeah. lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just building on top of ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Rock on. That's great. Yeah, you that, too, man. That was speaking to me. Cool. That really was. Well, I'm glad, man. That's the thing that he's been rocking me with all week long. I've been in that thing. I can't get out of it. I read yeah. it like every day for a week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that means there's even more there. Yeah. That it's it's a it's a treasure. Yeah. And you're just reaching in and pulling things out that man, are enriching yeah. your life. <laughs> so, keep, keep going with Woo! it. Keep going with it. I love it. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening. Um, Like us. Subscribe to us on Google Play and iTunes. Mm -hmm. We will see you very, very soon. This has been David and Jeremiah. Read the scripture.